to our thought today. I would see if there were any questions or things that are confusing about the Dharma or anything that somehow we haven't gotten around to addressing. And that I, rather than my starting, I would let you start and then we'll see where it takes us. Some of you are new, I think. Some of you have been doing this for a long time. I would invite you to ask a question from either perspective, because if you're new, um, you know, even the experienced folks can use to hear those teachings again. And if you're really experienced, sometimes there's something in the answers to those questions that's actually very useful to the newer people. So all of that said, I would love for you to be pleased, Pat. This isn't really a question so much as um, I was on the Joshua Tree retreat uh-huh. at the beginning of the month. And you know, sometimes you can hear words over and over again, and maybe they don't really resonate. Uh-huh. And um, for me, this year, equanimity was just like, Really? You've been talking about equanimity? I didn't get that part. And it became, because I had a really, for the first time, a very difficult time at the beginning of the retreat. Uh I had so much stuff going on, and I thought, oh, maybe I should go home. You know? And And then I talked with Carol and got the equanimity part that I was like missing this little piece of the puzzle and it became so incredibly important that the rest of the retreat was just I was so glad I went and it's been so meaningful Um, so anyway I just want to share that well I think it's a great sharing about equanimity because um, I'm going to say something because I think it's important that everybody get a little teaching and I couldn't really thank you. We might not need any other questions. <laughs> so equanimity is considered to be both path and fruit. So what that path, a path that you walk on, and fruit. So what that means is it's something that you practice and it's also the fruit of what it is that you're practicing. Fruit? Fruit. Fruit, as in apples. I think we'll be hearing you voice. You are. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm apt as much as I'm going to be apt, I'm afraid. So yeah. I'll speak up. <coughs> Hold it, put it up sometimes. <laughs> so, path and fruit. So, what that means is, um, you do need to practice it. So equanimity, equanimity is a word that means balance. It means steadiness. It does not mean that you don't wobble because you wobble. And I'm sure even after you heard about it at the retreat, you wobbled some. We all do. Should I go home? Should I stay? Should I do this? Should I do that? I like it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. All the things. 
And if you think of any actual physical balancing act, and I know some of you have heard me say this before, <coughs> you realize that nobody balances in a way that's static. You know, even I, I, I'm always loving it in my yoga classes when the instructor will say something like, you know, you can just hold the pose, but you don't do it in a still and static way. You're constantly moving and adjusting relaxing and tightening in order to stay more or less where you are. You think of, go down to um, the lighthouse, lighthouse point, and watch the surfers any day of the week. They do not just stand up on their surfboards <laughs> and get still and then just sail in. You know, they're crouched down, they're moving and they're shifting and riding the wave and, and then doing what they need to do when they fall over because they almost always do, right? I love that about the surfing image because it, it actually applies for equanimity in, in our everyday life. We almost always fall over and then you're, the equanimous thing to do is to fall in a way that takes care of yourself and then swim back to wherever you need to swim back to. So we're constantly adjusting. There are practices of equanimity. They're one of, that it's one of the list that has loving kindness, um, compassion, sympathetic joy or happiness, and equanimity. Isn't that interesting? So it's a practice of the heart. It's about the heart being steady and flexible and able to balance, but, or the heart-mind in the Buddhist word. The word is citta, and so it actually implies both heart and mind. And the thing about equanimity, so there are phrases, may, you know, some of them are pointing towards some of the places where it's difficult. Everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. Making yourself sit with that so that when something either arises or passes away, you remember that phrase. If it's arisen, it will pass. If it hasn't arisen, it will. You know, it's, it's, it's pointing to that impermanence, that endless um, changing of things in our life. Um, all beings are the inheritors of their own karma. That means they inherit the consequences of their actions, they inherit their own actions. Karma actually just means action. Um, my wishes for things to be different will not change things. Only actions change things. So that place where we sit there and rail about what happened to your daughter or your grandchildren or your parents or your friend and, and forget that our wanting it to be different it's a waste of time in a way, you know, that, that the only thing we can do is step forward with some kind of action. So, so these teachings are, these phrases are to help us develop some steadiness. Mindfulness itself, this practice that you just did for 45 minutes, is a profound way to develop equanimity. Because when you are sitting here, do you get to say what happens? No. You know, do you get the sitting that you ordered up? 
99 and 44% of the time, you don't. You get whatever comes along. You get the mind that comes along. You get the sounds that come along. You get the stuff that's going on in your body. You don't get to control it. And learning how to ride that and to be steady with it and not, you know, sometimes people go, you know, it's a terrible set. And my question always is, did you leap up and run out of the room? Nobody leapt up and ran out of the room. You didn't. You stayed here from the beginning to the end. It did not matter. And so that that ability to stay present is actually one of the most important learnings of this practice. It is the place that begins to develop equanimity. So, and then it's that equanimity, I mean, to go back to what I was saying at the beginning about the tornado. Imagine being there as one of the rescue people or the medical people who are coming in. Or, you know, anyone else who is there to help, who has the equanimity, if you will, to help. It's the people who can go in and somehow stay present and not, and I'm sure it is not, I watched a newscast of somebody who broke into tears as he was talking. You know, it's not that they're not touched by what's happening. It's not that they aren't falling apart on occasion and just sobbing. I suspect they are. And they stay there and put one foot in front of the other and do what needs to be done in order to help. That's equanimity. And that's where it's really, really helpful. So I'm really glad, you know. And uh, the other thing I just want to add, and then it'll be time to stop, is that this practice is like that. You know, there aren't any secret instructions. Probably everybody in this room has heard every instruction that there is for mindfulness practice. You may think, that can't be true. I've only been doing it for six months or a year. But it's probably true, or mostly true, almost true, and the instructions you haven't heard aren't anything fancy, and they aren't secret, and there's no advanced special teachings that someday Bob or I or Jason will call you in the office and we will whisper into your ear, you know, now you have the special teachings. They are the same simple teachings over and over and over again, and then every now and then you go, oh my goodness, impermanence. (laughs) And you really get it in a way that you didn't get. That happens more than once, I can guarantee you. Or, you know, equanimity, or oh my gracious generosity, I never got it. And then you get it in some deeper way. And so, you know, I invite you to be open to that, not to be surprised by it, and to enjoy it when it happens. It's really great. And I love it that way, that the, the teaching just kind of sink in. It's a little like time-release medication. <laughs> and it's in there, and all of a sudden it goes, boom! And you wake up to whatever it is that you wake up to. Yeah.